0: Bus is driving through my window And I can't sleep anymore
1: Evil is standing in my doorway Death perched at the foot of my bed Destruction's all around Oh, I know it's coming down
0: There's trouble I am Dominic Johnson. This is DeWan Johnson. And Today, we are the country brothers. Uh, we are still black. Uh, we still like country music. And we are still brothers. That'll never uh, change. Last night, I played a show with my buddy Winston, who is also black, as the premier country music duo in all of Los Angeles, Carter Johnson and the High Lifes. We fucking rocked the house, as we always do. And we never play the same song twice. One, because I don't want to memorize songs. Two, it's just easier to improvise most of them. You see? Just improvise the songs. Why don't more people do that? We got Bradley Palermo, a professional musician, a fucking genius.
1: (laughs) What's up, dudes?
0: Why don't you think more people don't just improvise all their songs? (laughs) I uh, I mean,
1: sometimes you have to do that, right? Exactly. Drink little, you know. When's when's the last time you had to do well, that? Last time I played last summer, I it was my first show in months, and I got up there, in Los Angeles, and songs I've been playing forever. I was just like, I don't, I don't know what's happening anymore, but I'll just keep hitting these chords
0: and <laughs> <laughs> No one will notice. It's fine. yeah, they're all drunk, anyway. yeah. yeah, seriously. I think your show was. The last, if not, or like the second to last show I went to before, uh, like the fucking world shut oh, down, yeah, that would have been like a February and, uh, show,
1: so most
0: them, yeah, yeah, I was like, This is fucking great, I'll go yeah. see this guy again. Uh, I gotta go, I'll see you later. No, <laughs> that was with uh,
1: the David Dondero thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, that dude yeah. went out. I guess I think he got as far as maybe Arizona a few days later, and then it was like nobody's doing shows anymore
0: that hasn't been the goddamn worst but for me i mean i got to hear the songs yeah, that i like cool. i like things oh, yeah. that kill is my go-to Thanks. personally i got to see i remember i got to see you at, uh last time you played at the nile the coffee yeah, shop was... and that show was rad last time i think i've
1: might have been the last time i've been in arizona but yeah i was just looking at some of those pictures the other day that 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 little cafe room they have there is pretty sweet for acoustic shows.
0: And it's cool now because they actually set up like a real, uh, real sound system and an, and an actual oh, really? stage. So like it's a yeah. yep. So they're starting to do a lot more stuff. Yeah, with they it. got what, three venues. So now they have they three have rooms, three,
1: three venue rooms in there now: the basement and the main room. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah
0: that's fucking to come back. Yeah, you do. When are you gonna? Uh, Aren't you doing something new with the with your yeah, brother? Yeah, so we have um, uh, we
1: call the band the Shadow Queens. So it's under Bradley Palermo and the Shadow Queens, and it's it's my brother who's in uh, this band Typesetter and this band Big Bird, and their drummer uh, Matt, and then this other dude from uh, called Brian from the from New York, and we put together a record from, like, I mean we were doing it over, over the past few years, but just all different studios different cities and i've just been trying to like cut it all up and make it make sense and uh we're gonna put yeah. it together well it's done now we're, we're doing the artwork and we're gonna get it uh get it mm-hmm. out there by the fall so i'll probably start doing shows again like to support that you know
0: and when the next time uh, you gonna play with, with damn uh, Derek Envy, Get that man out there back on his solo deal. Yeah,
1: I, I I talked to him the other day. It, I guess it doesn't sound like Red City's doing a lot, right? So he should be doing some solo stuff.
0: Yeah, say like shit. I, mean, I know he's I know he's Johnny Hardcore right now, but he can he can pick up his acoustic and play a little bit. Yeah, he told me that <laughs> I, that I you know
1: putting him on these acoustic shows is what encouraged him to finally get that solo EP done. So maybe I need to kind of like put a little fire under him one more time. I'm
0: sure he's got more. Yeah, you, him, and Sam uh, rocking the road, yeah. and that'd be dope. That's a good idea. Yeah. So I'm saying, man, I'm saying, yeah, hey. I, I show up drunk yeah, to that yeah. show. He draws well <laughs> in uh, in Arizona, I hear. Shit, all y'all kind of do. Even like Sam, it was it was a it was a decent crowd when he yeah. played the Underground.
1: Yeah. See, we got some ideas going. Here. A lot of fun. I, I've been missing it. You know, I've been
0: going back through all my tour pictures. I'm
1: like, I. I think I did a hundred shows in twenty nineteen and I probably haven't done ten since, you know.
0: <laughs> well, you're also out there, you opened up the the Val barbershop too, right? So I'm pretty sure that's taking up a lot of your time.
1: Yeah, and I have a business partner and I don't I don't wanna like be like, Hey, we have a new barbershop. shop. See you later, I'm going on tour, you know.
0: Too much. <laughs> yeah, right. <That's> right. punk <laughs> rocking to do. So, uh,
1: <laughs> I gotta keep an eye on that, but but I mean, you know, it's it's pretty much up and running its itself at this point. So I think we can start doing some more music stuff.
0: Would you I know you you are mainly like kind of like for all intents and purposes, more like a uh the easiest way to say kind of like folk yeah. punk or whatever. Have you ever had the the want to or whatever to do like more of like a uh country leaning record?
1: Yeah, um you know, I've had like my bouts with stuff that's like a little more twangy um my when i first started doing like more acoustic stuff because for a long time i was doing more like synthesizer based like yeah. dark wave shit yeah but um we had a like an indie folk band called the sudden passion that um one of our records uh it's intentionally confusing but the band's the sudden passion and the records this it's southern fashion but it's very like twangy and has like some kind of like, mm-hmm. I think like certifiably country songs on there. But um, yeah, I mean, I love country music and I don't, but sometimes when I get too, if I get too twangy with it or if I think about it too much, it starts to feel less genuine. So I kind of just gotta like do it however it comes to me, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, cause it was cool because with, with the, with the misbehavior yeah. cover, which is <laughs> fucking rad. When you did it with Lydia Lovers. I was like, Man, that was like one of the cool I still listen to that and I still get people hip yeah. to it. It's just such a rad, rad Thanks. cover to yeah, do. Yeah, Lydia and I, um, I mean, we used to tour a lot
1: way back in her like first tours when she was like, she was still a teenager. Her dad was on, on the road with her, she's like 16 in some pop rock band, and she had this like country demo she would <laughs> give everyone on CDs and stuff, and uh. I don't know how it took us, like, over a decade to finally you know, record something together, but um, somehow it happened just over the love of, you know, the righteous gemstones, so.
0: Right, <laughs> bringing people together. See, that's the beautiful thing about HBO programming. This podcast is now sponsored by HBO. Check out The Last of Us, <laughs> season one.
2: I know, use promo code Brothers. <laughs> Get you, get, you, get you some money out get all the shit
0: that HBO Max Discovery <laughs> took off. <laughs> right. We'll email you that shit. <laughs> Hell yeah. And so, we're, so the main reason why we wanted to have you on too is uh you love, you have like an affinity for wrestling, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm kind of like a,
1: a born Hell again yeah. wrestling fan, you know, it's, you get really into it when you're a kid and then, and then yeah. I started some of, one of the festivals I play have like you know, uh, indie wrestling, not just music, but a wrestling component. So I started hanging out with <clears throat> watching the, um, those shows down in Florida, and then I just started watching like everything WWE, AEW, going to GCW indie shows. So now like I stay up all night and watch classic matches. So.
0: Damn, Xavier, you got something to say?
2: <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, I'm like, damn, that's. That's that. That's Dominique's character arc right here. I know, here. it really is. I mean. <laughs> watching, Doing the exact same I
0: thing. I stopped watching wrestling in like uh, 2002, after Attitude Era. After WrestleMania 17, I just stopped. I was like, this is fucking stupid. I'm like 20 years old. I want to go out and get drunk. And I just stopped watching it. And I would like peek back in every now and then. I was like, oh, this looks stupid. But during that time, that's when like the, the, the indie shit was like starting to pop off and Kenny Omega was in New Japan and all that shit. But I had no idea any of that was going on. And then last year, I moved into a place. And I was like, well, I'm broke. I'm sitting here by myself. Ah, let me see what this AEW thing is about. And I got some buddies who are super into wrestling. And they took their time, explained to me who people were when they showed up. And now I, I know everybody now. And I go, to, what, what are you doing Mania weekend? Like, Do you have shows lined up that you're going to yeah. see?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania, just WrestleMania. Uh,
0: oh, you're going to actual WrestleMania. So you ain't not doing any the. I would love shows. to, but I
1: think like going to two days of WrestleMania might be like as intense as I want to get for one week. I'm doing. So I'm on the field. I spent way too much money for the first night. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, well, I'll just only go to one. And then of course, you know, as things build, you know, like it's Cody and Roman. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta go to the second night too. So, so I have nosebleeds for the second night, and I have like pretty good seats for the first night. And uh, between all that, I'm like, I'm looking at like, I think GCW has like three indie shows. You know, I'd like to go. I love I loved going to those shows, but I kind of wish it was like a week in between, you know.
0: It really is kind of either or. Either you're gonna go to Mania for both nights or you're gonna hit up a few indie shows. Unless you're like a psychopath and you want to like rush to like a midnight show or yeah I know like this then. dude in LA, It's
1: like his friends are all coming in town and they're going to Hall of Fame, they're going to NXT Stand Deliver, they're going to the regular NXT Tuesday night thing all the mania like they're doing all the WWE shit for one week and like that's that's terrible
2: (laughs) that sounds exhausting
1: (laughs) that's a lot
2: I mean after wrestlemania I would be kind of done like especially after a lot of the build like you're gonna get like the culmination a lot of this bloodline stuff and that's gonna be exhausting and I could imagine at the end of two nights of wrestlemania which are both gonna be like what yeah. five-hour shows uh i would maybe go to ring of honor
1: on friday night but i didn't really like the card you know it's like they don't have ftr on there i guess
0: i mean but they got uh vikingo versus commander that's all what, what,
1: yeah that, what, that what might be the craziest mean, it all the weekend but i'm like i just kind of skim down i'm like uh Risco
0: versus uh
1: samoa joe that seems like a good one but
0: Getting back to a little bit of your music before we uh, super nerd out on wrestling, the, the golden era EP that you did. uh, How did you pick like each of the wrestlers that you chose to uh, sing about? And will there be a volume two? Um, So with the golden
1: era EP, it was like more the wrestlers that I just grew up fascinated with. And one of the things I love the most about mm-hmm. wrestling is just these guys, their background, their stories, their lives are a lot of ups and downs. And um, I just remembered hearing certain things about like certain dudes like I grew up a fan of and being like, oh, I kind of want to write about them. And it was, I think it was still like kind of pandemic era and I had a new guitar and I was sitting there just watching a lot of wrestling and fucking around. And I mean, in hindsight, I'm like, you know... How is there not like a Bret Hart song on there? But how is there not like, like there's a lot of cool wrestlers you could write music about. But I think, you know, The Undertaker is like one of the most, um, you know, maybe one of my favorites or just one of the most like memorable wrestlers. So he kind of had to have like a quick little ska punk song on there, which I was amused by myself doing, you know, since it's not really my genre. And then, um you know Ric Flair has that weird like background where he's probably kidnapped as a child from that uh, um, adoption shady adoption ring and uh yeah
0: uh,
1: Michael's always seemed like a wild one so so yeah I I just kind of like whatever five were on my mind at the time but um Mm -hmm. but I noticed once I started trying to play some of those songs live that it's a little alienating because most people that are just, like, at a show like that don't really give a shit about wrestling. So I'm like, all right, I'll play, like, you know, the one about Shawn Michaels or something. Like, get in there, get out, play play the other shit. Yeah.
2: Like, I really think the two songs that stuck with me a lot were Hickenbottom and, yeah. and Family Man. Because I think, like, the real-life stories of, like, Shawn Michaels being the wildest human being in the 90s and then sort of mellowing out is like a really good human story that lends itself to a song and especially jake the snake story like has resonated so much where when i was listening to the track i was like damn this this just sounds like a good a good tune um and like the story really has like a human element that makes it a good song and i thought those two really stuck and i could feel like a lot of the soul of their stories and i could imagine that resonates with like audiences that yeah don't
1: maybe know I, you know maybe i'm just too quick to be like oh, i'm not too sure about playing these fucking wrestling songs um you know maybe it maybe it does come off more like a song but uh or like a relatable track but i probably just need to play more shows to find out you
0: know for sure well even when i saw you at the nile like you, you was just like you did play you, i think you play rick flair oh, yeah. hair and then uh I think that was like me and a couple other people. Just like we fucking yeah. like wrestling too, and I think you played like yeah. one more <laughs> right before you uh, ended the set. I was like, "Shit, man, we, those songs are yeah, rad." Regardless, really I would like think people yell, would yell out it. like "Sweet Chin
2: Music"
1: or whatever, you know. Like, someone that gets like real excited <laughs> to make up for the people that are kind of like, you know, looking around like, "What is this?" But sometimes yeah. I just get like hyper aware with new with new songs. I am like just me up there like looking at everybody's eyes like if i, if I kind of lose For them sure. i can feel it
0: <laughs> well especially when it's just you up there i bet you like a little bit more in your head about yeah. it, probably
1: yeah and then once you're once you're more comfortable with the song you played them a bunch of times you're just kind of like less self-conscious about the whole thing i suppose
0: i think that kind of goes to like the it kind of reminds me of like the whole bullet club thing from like i guess what 10 mm-hmm. years ago like, the songs on the the EP are just great standalone songs. But if you know what it is, then you're like, oh, shit, fuck yeah. Like, I would see people in Bullet Club shirts, and I had yeah. no idea what it was. But I'm sure if they saw each other, they knew what it was like a New right. Japan thing. Then they would fucking yeah. geek out. I'm like, oh, that's a cool shirt, whatever. So I think people would dig the songs just because it's a cool. fucking dope song. But for me, if I heard fucking a Shawn <laughs> Michaels song, he can be like, damn, that's his real name. Rick Flair. These are wrestling songs. <laughs> I'm like, this Hell is the yeah. best.
1: I know if I'm in the barber shop and I hear someone like across the way, like mention something about wrestling, I have to run over there. I'm like,
0: wow, oh, you one of us. <laughs> yeah. do, you, uh, do you plan on making any other songs about any other
1: wrestlers? You know, I'm not sure right now because I mean, I kicked around the idea of, like, should I go to the next era, like, or should I go to the Attitude Era? <laughs> but, um...
0: Yeah. I mean, Stone Cold. Do a Stone Cold
1: song. Scotty G. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Val Venus. Like, I don't know. But... <laughs> now we're talking. Um <laughs> Who knows? I guess never say never. I gotta get this, um... Uh, I kind of put this, like, this next full-length record, which is just all about satanism which is also kind of fun but um i kind of put it on hold in the middle to do the wrestling thing so i guess i have to focus and see you know how what else i got to do to get the the full-length record out and then yeah, i'll probably be tired of singing about satan and ready to sing about some wrestlers
0: again (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have that project already like uh recorded or like are you just something you're like working on like, the, right the now the satan thing the, thing? the, the satan yeah. joint
1: um no it's done it's mastered it's uh we're just working on the artwork and uh oh that's yes. okay yeah yeah that's the yeah. record okay yeah. probably the fall we'll have the next next uh
0: thing. Oh, hell yeah are there any are any buddies that you have that uh that didn't really fuck with wrestling but they like hanging out with you and just like eh, hey, i'll see what's up and now they're just as big of fans
1: yeah um i have a couple friends that i drag to like the indie shows and um you know like i think one time i we went to like a nick gage like uh death match down in hollywood and I think a lot of my friends were kind of like, I don't know about all that, but like everything else here was really cool, you know, because you're so
0: close. <laughs> <laughs> was it the one where Homeboy's eye got a piece of glass stuck in it? Well, I don't or even was that know, a different match? But I mean,
1: he definitely, uh, you know, did the classic pizza cutter across the head to uh, Man. this girl, Chic. It was just like crazy. But, uh um, yeah, they're smashing each other with glass, and you're against the, the ring, and you can get you, you get like glass all over you, like from the fluorescent light bulbs when you're just standing there, you know? And it's like. Holy shit. Yeah, it's-
0: yeah I was telling Xavier because we went to the GCW probably like two GCWs right. ago. And like when you sit up front, you just got to kind of be aware and like move when they yeah. make it clear that they're going to like jump out. And. It was a big difference between like the the luchadors from Mexico and like the luchadors from here who had like played GCW a lot. Cuz those other like the motherfuckers like from Mexico who like came up with uh Vikingo to yeah. like just tour the Southwest. Them motherfuckers <laughs> just jumped. And if, if you got landed on, you got landed on. <laughs> like everybody else was just like, "All right, get out of the way." No, motherfucker. These motherfuckers just like it was great but i was like you gotta everybody was on their toes the first time that we all got landed on
2: yeah it felt like that entire front row everybody's chair yeah, and they got had like, fucked little up kids in, in there
0: too so I, uh, I saw some dude
1: just get thrown right into the crowd and it's like you know you have this like 280 pound dude on like a child yeah <laughs> like, i don't know i guess somebody's getting sued i don't know it's crazy
0: there was an old woman on the other side who I saw, who was like literally front row. Like I was like, I like rode second or third or something like that. But she was front row, and she wasn't on like the camera, like the hard camera side. So it wasn't a lot of action yeah. to her side, but there was enough. This woman sat there with her arms crossed and refused oh to move the entire time until she got yeah. hit. Damn! <laughs> Damn. Someone like, he's like I can <laughs> control where my body goes when I get pushed. Or, like, throwing out of the ring. Like Did she, she make she, a bit of it? No, because she knew she was in the front. Like, you got to oh. move.
1: I like the uh, the heel move that, like, MJF does where he'll he'll wave his arm to the crowd, like, move, move, I'm going to throw this dude out there. And they get all excited and move, and then he, like, throws the wrestler back in the ring.
0: You know, just completely. <laughs> That's why he's the... <laughs> <laughs> That's why MJF is the best. I, I don't like some of his... His, like, faux Ric Flair tendencies. But when he's not doing that, or, like, trying to humanize himself, when he's just doing pure wrestling heel shit, it's a fucking... Yeah, that match was
1: hard. Yeah. And I think his last match was, like, the best match I've seen in a long time. Well, the buildup was kind of just whatever. I was like, I don't even know. I'm not really even buying that these guys have, like, so much distaste for each other. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to buy this. And then I did, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I had a friend that had really never watched wrestling that was sitting there watching this match with me, and I was like, "Dude, don't expect to ever see anything this good because wrestling <laughs> is not this normally. Like, this is fucking incredible. Like, I could be wrong. I could just be like wrapped up in the moment, but I feel like I can't remember if there's a been, been a better match like in recent history. I, I don't know what it would have been. You know,
0: I would say. The I, I would say the three like one, one A, one B would be that match, the uh last FTR and Briscoe's dog collar match, and oh, yeah. Kenny Omega versus uh Will Osprey uh in like in January.
1: I love that dog dog collar match. The Osprey one that everyone talks about, I haven't actually seen, so I guess I really needed to find that.
0: It took me a while. I first time I saw it, it was like a week ago, uh, because yeah. I think Xavier let me borrow his uh his New Japan logins. Yeah. And it was like the first thing I watched. And after what, three months of everybody creaming their jeans about it. Yeah. It it exceeds the hype. Okay. It's the storytelling in it, just in the in the match itself. The storytelling of the match is great. It's the spots are crazy, but it's not a spot fest. It's a perfect wrestling match. But I don't. Man. I wouldn't say that it's demonstratively better than the other two. Like I can yeah. see how some people would prefer the other ones, but it's fucking amazing.
1: I'm gonna find it. You're like the second person in two days that said that. So it's kind of like when I when I would go around talking about like Breaking Bad back in the day. Everyone was like, "Don't say it's the best because there's this show, The Wire, that you haven't seen." And then I was like, "Fuck yeah, The Wire is great." But <laughs> like, know,
0: right. That's that. That was. That's, that's my annoying ass. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll just be like, it's not the wire. The Wire's the best show. Yeah. I love it.
1: So that I gotta find this fucking. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, we're gonna find. I'm gonna find it. I don't know how to find it,
2: but I'm gonna find it. So you're going to WrestleMania. How do you follow WWE? Like, do you watch weekly, or do you just keep up with it like passively? Like, how do you follow the storylines?
1: So, um, before I watched WWE, I used to watch uh, like The Walking Dead, even though it was terrible for for years. You know, but I liked it because you could just put it on in the background. It just like goes forever, and you like familiar characters. And if you're interested, you can kind of pop in. So I kind of watch wrestling like that. Like, I kind of have all the shows, the NXT, the Raw, the SmackDown on throughout the week. But, like, they replay the important moments so much that if I go in the other room and make a sandwich, take a phone call, I'm not, like, pressing pause or anything. Like, it feels like the important shit will get to me. So that's, I kind of watch it in this weird, casual way, like, like a like, I used to watch bad zombie shows, but, um, but I don't mean to, like, shit on it. I think it's, it's really great when it's great. It's worth, like, it's really worth hanging in there for those special moments, but, um, you know, sometimes I fast forward just to, to the faces I want to see, or, like, I'm like, like, of course, like, the bloodline stuff now, you got to make sure you catch all that, anything with Sami Zayn, but, um, Put it all together, i probably see a couple hours a week.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the same. Like, I feel like the shows are laid out that way, where you just sort of mm. follow who you care about. Like, the yeah. Bloodline stuff I follow, but like, Judgment Day, and then NXT. And that's kind of it, but you get what yeah. you get out of it, you know? You get the good stuff.
1: Yeah, like, oh, yeah. NXT it's like, basically, I think, Braun Breaker's cool and probably going to come in and be a big deal someday, so... I kind of want to see like when he's main venting, but um, but I, there's a lot of people on there. I'm just like, who the fuck is this asshole? Like, yeah, NXT I just, is never, pretty you know. bad.
2: Uh, but I like it, like <laughs> you know, like community theater. <laughs> like, yeah. I I they're, love they're seeing they're them just best. try stuff. <laughs> you know like Tiffany Stratton, like she's horrible, but I love seeing her yeah. commit so hard to the character. I you know right. that's some of my favorite stuff
1: that's that's you know sometimes wrestling is just good and sometimes it's like so bad it's good and sometimes you know it's not worth anything other than like fast forward but i think there's like an art to it all like trying to sift through it and and really appreciate the people who know how to how to sell and have a good promo and whose punches don't look like fake as shit and Kind of like the bad stuff kind of makes you like appreciate like the really good matches even more. That makes sense. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll be watching AEW and I'm like, I know this dude is better than what they're doing, but of course, you don't want to hurt yourself on rampage or whatever. Like when a big match comes, then they're like fucking on their A shit. But and then also as like an adult, I guess what the community would call a smart mark, uh, they're like, yeah, I get it. People go on vacations and people don't want to fucking hurt each other. And not everything needs to be stiff. But when they get to the pay-per-view, it's going to be wild. It's going to be fucking blood and flips and fucking tables and chairs. And it's going to be crazy.
1: Their pay-per-views are so good. And then their like TV shows, AEW I'm talking about, are pretty fucking bad. I mean, it's like... That I would say, like that, that like I said, that last pay per view they did was had some of the best matches I'd seen in a long time. And then th- that Wednesday was like, this is the same promotion, like, this is like
0: the that after pay per view Wednesday thing. was not great. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it's weird, it's inconsistent.
2: Yeah, they have some episodes where there's just no storytelling. Yeah, it's like the matches will be dope, but then you're sitting there, you're like, all right. What did I watch this for? Yeah. Uh there's just sometimes no progression. I think the biggest example of that is the the women's storyline, the women's championship storyline yeah. where it's just going on forever and they're tying up like six wrestlers into this storyline for no reason.
1: Yeah, it's like they're trying to do like a sort of WWE invasion versus like the OG yeah. like wrestlers and like I don't know, like this is not like But they have their
0: whole women's division tied up in this stupid story that no one likes, and they're not willing to just drop it. Like y'all got some of the best uh, women wrestlers in the world, but these motherfuckers is doing NWO gimmicks from fucking thirty years ago. They just need to hire
1: somebody to like kind of organize it. You know, I don't. I don't think like the the dude that owns it has to like play double duty on the on the writing. Like, get some writers in there. Get some storylines that are really flushed out.
0: As long as I get to see Ray Phoenix flip and Orange Cassidy every week, do his Orange Cassidy bit, I'm good on episodic television. Is If I can get those two things, flips, Orange Cassidy, and maybe (laughs) a little blood, I'm satisfied for that week. Cool. What do... Since you watch WWE, and Xavier, you can answer this too since you watch it as well. What do people think of uh, Peter Rosenberg? (laughs) 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 Because I I love like I've been following (laughs) Peter Rosenberg since I was like, I didn't know he was in wrestling. I I like his podcast, and uh, and I just like his DJing, like just the hip hop he does. And then I saw him like wrestling. I was like, huh. He's like actually part of WWE. Like, do do wrestling fans even fuck with him like that? Or
1: I feel like he shows up for the pay per views. One time he was the twenty four hour champion. (laughs) Oh yeah, Yeah, he wouldn't stop talking about that either. I was like, God damn. (laughs) But um, yeah, I don't I don't think about him that much. Like,
2: yeah, he's just kind of around. Yeah, like he does like the little pre show stuff. He's that he wasn't. He's not like Pat McAfee. Where he was like doing commentary and all over the See, show. See, that's what I thought he was. He's doing. just like a good desk person. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. He just—it's like he can like hang out when he wants to, sort of thing. It's a nice it, gift. right? Get it,
2: there. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Front row seats to everything. <laughs> hang
0: out. So I was kind of thinking about because before uh, you jumped on me and Xavier was talking about how the uh, the Seth Rollins match with uh, what's his face. Uh the fuck, why can't I remember his name? You know, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Uh it's probably gonna end up being, even though he's kind of a shit bird in real life, it's probably gonna end up being like a fun match to watch. Because he's athletic as fuck, and fucking Seth Rollins is a genius wrestler. Uh and it and it's weird, like kind of the gatekeepy thing. And th- this isn't specific to wrestling, it's any subculture you can think of. They have like a weird gatekeeper thing. But like if you did that so many good wrestlers that people like like wouldn't exist like my man from uh the butcher he was in a popular fucking uh like metal band like what he can't wrestle he's the right. fucking man like if logan paul can go he can go the mess uh, came from damn real world <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's amazing how good
1: logan paul is i mean i think he's he's probably just as good or better than a lot of that roster. And he's, you know, he's like a big dude and seems like he really takes it seriously. I mean, he's perfect for a heel because like, he's pretty dislikable. I think he, he wanted to go out as a baby face, but like, I think mm-hmm. people really just know that, Hey, like that everything about this guy is pretty douchey. Yeah. It like, <laughs> you know. but like, you can't take it away. Like he's, he's fucking great um, in the ring. and, I don't know. You think uh, you think Seth Rollins is going to put him over? I mean, it seems like Triple H wants new talent to to kind of win.
0: I think if he can, uh, he he would do he do the job. I think, but is Logan Paul like? Is he going to be around other than just showing up every now and then for pay per views? Like, do you want Seth Rollins to take a loss for that though?
2: But I think they're fine with, like, that part-timer thing. Yeah. That that feels like the WWE... You know, Roman yeah. Reigns barely wrestles, and, like, you know, even Pat McAfee, like, they put him over, and he wrestled, like, three times for the company. So, yeah. like, they'd be fine with giving Logan the win and, you know, have him be, like, a top heel for some like Roman
1: barely comes in, yeah. and then Cena comes in at least once a year. He's gonna have to cheat, but, like, he probably will win, I think.
2: So, yeah, and did you see his, uh... The heel promo he cut on Raw, I think this
1: week. I might have missed it.
2: Oh, it was like his first actual heel promo. Like he came out and like dragged the fans, oh, no. you know, did the yeah, "I hate the local sports team" stuff. It was great. <laughs> no, I did see that.
1: Yeah, like he's like finally leaning into it. Yeah,
2: he like memed on Rollins. Oh, it was it was like probably one of the better heel promos that I've heard, and it's just so natural for him. Like the crowd just wants to hate him anyway.
1: Right. I felt like I could see it in his eyes that like he was kind of surprised at first that like even him going, was it him in the Miz at SummerSlam? But mm-hmm. but yeah, like him coming out to his promos and stuff, he was just kind of like, like what? His hands up in the air, like you guys don't like me? Like I think he was really, I don't I don't think he has the self-awareness to know that people think he kind of sucks, but <laughs> he knows now.
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and now he's hey, lean into it, it. like because I he is, because it, it took Xavier. I only watch WWE when Xavier tells me to. Yeah, uh, he's like, hey, watch this match. And I've been keeping up with the Bloodline, but for yeah. like matches, yeah, I'll just wait for him to tell me to watch a match, like fucking. But now I'll watch. Uh, what's what's his name? Uh, Gunther.
2: Yeah, yeah I'll good. watch a
0: Gunther match. That motherfucker is just chops. Yeah. That's my third favorite thing. I like flips, blood, and hard chop exchanges.
1: Yeah, he's gonna retain that belt over uh, McIntyre and Sheamus, and that'll make him even more of like a big star. You know, WrestleMania. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, he's been champion for like I think his entire time on the main roster. Yeah, uh, like over a and year. He was right? champion, and he was champion for like two years in NXT. Yeah, like Triple H loves him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so much intercontinental champion right Which means yeah. someday he will probably be the undisputed wwe champion
2: oh i i hope soon yeah. by SummerSlam maybe yeah right uh got big how do you feel about rhea ripley because she's like the other big person on wrestlemania that i feel like is gonna get their moment
1: rhea yeah she's great i mean i think i saw her i feel like i saw her in charlotte in the ring before live i think it was like nikki ash was there or something so it's kind of like why is why yeah. she gonna get her the fuck out of here now we can actually see two like really great performers and Rhea and charlotte um and Rhea's cool as like a heel i mean her whole her whole thing is conducive to that but she just str- looks strong She's the badass like she can go in the ring um and also charlotte like needs to charlotte needs to like uh you know get to that 16 time world champion thing so as much as she loses and wins it back she can kind of like catch up to her dad on that that championship uh rank, like like number of championships or whatever
2: Yeah there was that weird moment in like 2016 maybe when all of the women came up like her Bailey Sasha mm-hmm. and they would just potato the title from like <laughs> Charlotte and then Sasha would win it and then, like the next week, Charlotte would win it back. Yeah, and I think Charlotte had like six title reigns in like six months. It was ridiculous. I said yeah, it to shit. Charlotte
1: eventually, and they give her like a lot of breaks, and she always comes back and wins it. But I think, yeah, I think the whole point is just to get that like Ric Flair, like sixteen yeah. time world champion, and then they can chill out a little bit.
2: You know? <laughs> yeah, because they did that with Cena too. Yeah, where they just had him win the title real fast for a couple years. Yeah because they wanted to do the Ric Flair thing. Like, oh, he's going for the record. Right. It's so weird.
1: Yeah, sometimes I'm like, dude, it's not always something to brag about that you've had the belt, like, 30 fucking times. <laughs> it's more like how many days along the the reign, you know, like, a thousand days for Roman is more impressive than if he, like, lost it and
0: gained it every
2: day for. day. <laughs> 26-time world champion. Yeah.
0: You know what? I think you guys got me uh, ready to watch some wrestling. I think right. I'm gonna start. I'm just, I'm just gonna go code. Have you watch? I'm gonna watch
2: Necro Butcher versus Samoa Joe. It's gonna be your your first match.
0: So AEWs is the one to watch, right? Or no? I do. Mean, I watch like AEW because sure, I like. I don't give a shit about stories. I just want to <laughs> see matches. Uh, WWE is still like WWE used to be. It's, it, WWE has a lot of like the actual show itself is what I'm talking about, not necessarily the matches, but the show itself. Yeah is a lot of talking and backstage segments. And I would be mad if I was at a SmackDown taping and it was, like, a 15-minute backstage segment and then six interviews and then I got to watch a match. I'd be fucking pissed. But AEW is just matches. Some of them are good, some of them ain't.
2: Yeah, I will say Raw is a really bad live experience. Um, Because, like, I went to Revolution, and, like, that's a pay-per-view, so that's going to be awesome. Um, but like I've even seen like AEW tapings, it's a lot of matches and stuff. But raw, man. Um I was there and there was like a good judgment day segment. The I think it was like Rollins versus Bobby Lashley, that was a cool match. But so much of the time you're like sitting through commercial breaks and <laughs> setting up stages, these like really bad backstage segments. It's a horrible live experience. Um and watching it on TV is kinda of rough too, because a three-hour wrestling show is, yeah. that's tough to get through. Uh, Smack, like, NXT is cool. It's two hours of wrestling. SmackDown, two hours, but three hours is rough.
1: When I go to the live AEW tapings, I don't even notice when they're doing commercials because, you know, they're fighting through. There, there's, there's not a lot of, like, little video vignettes and video promo packages. It's like, I feel like there's always kind of somebody in the ring, and as soon as the match is over... There's somebody coming down for the for the next one. I probably wouldn't go to. A, I've never been to a WWE that wasn't a pay per view, but I still think like WWE has like you know a slicker production. You know, you're not gonna see like as much like goofy indie shit happen. You can kind of get like you can get something different out of each one, but um but AEW is like just for like I feel like it's like people that just won't. Almost like when you show up to an indie show, you don't even know who's on the card. You're like, I just want to see some wrestling. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: that's what I tell people. Like, uh, like if you want to like get into wrestling, I guess it's harder for Duane who lives in Phoenix. I don't know what the scene is like out there, but here, actually, we I We we have guarantee... a we have a, uh, we have a decent uh, indie scene. I know the Nile. They actually play uh, maybe not once a month, but just every now and then they'll have like pretty rad wrestling shows. Yeah, I go think to an indie shows. Cause everybody that I've brought to an indie show for the first time, and that first time I went to an indie show was like almost exactly a year ago, and it's it's the best. It's basically v- a violent drag performance plus a sport. It's yeah. it's like the best thing that you could watch. It's so fun. The crowd is like super into it. Everybody gets what they're watching. Nobody's like it's not like territory days where people think yeah. it's real. Yeah, people yeah. are booing the guy you're supposed to boo. People are yeah. cheering the guy you're supposed to cheer. And it's yeah. just fun. And
1: it's like the one time in your life that you can actually show up to something and boo and not be just a total asshole.
0: Because like, <laughs> yeah. you really have to <laughs> be positive
1: like, about everything. <laughs> like, it's so fun to be in public and just be like,
0: boo, fuck
1: you. <laughs> That's what he wants, you know? <laughs> he wants to get that
2: heat. My favorite thing is uh, chanting culero. At uh, lucha shows, yeah, and like cursing people out in Spanish, because uh, you would be having kids saying foul things in Spanish <laughs> oh, shit. to the to the heel. It's great.
1: Triple you know, um, A, <laughs> uh, the lucha guys, they were up in uh, Tempe like a couple months ago, yep. and I had tickets. And then I just was like, the day before, I was like, "I'm not. I'm probably not going out to Arizona tomorrow." So I sold them online. <laughs> But I had been, to. Arizona. They're never, they're never up here as the organization. Like yeah. they're, it's usually like the guys come up, but not like oh, it's Triple A. So,
0: it was um, a dope card too.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of fucked up. I should have went. It's just like, it's one thing when you're all excited and buying tickets, another thing when you're like, I gotta go drive for like six hours right now if I'm gonna get to this. You know,
0: yeah. that's me going to do an improv show on a fucking Thursday. Like, damn, <laughs> do I want to go to. <laughs> do this thing that I like to do that I yeah. have to drive 10 minutes to do. So I <laughs> look, I get it going to another state. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's one thing to go there to play a, a show. But it's another, it's one, it's another thing to actually like, um, you know, I can, well, I maybe next Lodgrass. time they're
0: here, you can play the show and go see them and then it'll justify the trip.
1: That's what I should do is just start. Yeah. Like John Snodgrass <laughs> loves, uh, baseball and he just books his shows where all the games are
0: that's the only reason why he was here last week yeah for, uh he came to the yucca tap room it was like what the fuck and yeah. was like oh and it was, yeah. and it, was a, it was a day show too
1: yeah <laughs>
0: he was like i gotta go and watch he, baseball he,
1: he, he based on like when it's not gonna interfere with baseball yeah it's like yeah. do that shit for wrestling like i want to play uh 11 a.m down at the uh <laughs> nile coffee shop seriously
0: got to get down to Joey Janela's free break. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Bradley, my man, I I appreciate your time. This is a a fun conversation. I know you're like a huge wrestling fan and interesting-ass dude. I'm glad you uh, have some time to fuck with us for a little bit.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's great to see you guys
0: again and uh, hopefully
1: meet up in in real person one way or another, wrestling or music.
0: Hell yeah, man. Um, Got any any pluggables or – Anything you want to let the people know?
1: Um, you know, right now I'm I'm, I'm not quite so where I'm uh, promoting any shows yet, but um, but you can always just go to BradleyPalermo.com and get all my links to uh, to the music and, and and whatever I do next will be up there. Sweet.
0: Sweet, hell yeah, man! Well, I can't wait to hear what you what you think about uh, WrestleMania next week. It's next week, right? A week from today, yeah. yeah. Sweet. Hell yeah, yeah man. man. So a, a whole bunch of wrestling all weekend. It's going to be fucking incredible. And I, I don't know if my body's going to... Sunday, I'm just going to die. Sunday's <laughs> going to stay home and watch WrestleMania. I think I'm going to watch the whole WrestleMania on Sunday. Because I'm going to see shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then I'm doing Beer Fest Saturday afternoon. So Sunday, WrestleMania's got me. I'm I'm all in. <laughs> I think I'm going to watch it too. Why not? Sweet. All All right, right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. you will be cool. Uh, See you all next time. Peace.
1: Peace. Peace.